Amen. Thank you very much. Turn your Bibles tonight to Matthew chapter 1. I've uh, been studying a great deal today. I was sitting just reading and studying about demons. <clears throat> and uh, if you've never had to deal with anybody that's demon-possessed, you might not realize that there are real demons in this world. And I was just going through it and studying about it and the effects. We see people today and we wonder what in the world's wrong with them. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot said in the Bible about demons, especially in the last days before Christ comes back, how prevalent that they're going to be working in people's lives. And I was going through the Bible just studying those. And then I got to another subject I got involved in studying on was uh, life in Christ. I have so many people today that just don't know what to do. They don't know what about their life. They don't know how to, uh, how to just really take control of their own life and their own uh, things that's going on around them. And so I sat and I, read, I wrote down a lot of stuff about that. And, and I know that uh, if you're saved, if you're a child of God, you know the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you got to keep in mind, He'll take care of His own. Amen? And so I don't worry about life in that way. But so many unsaved people are just having a horrible time right now coping with they don't know what jobs to take. They don't know... Uh, how to cope with their kids. They don't know how to cope with their husband and wife. And just on and on and on. But God's the answer to all of that. But uh, then I I was sitting in my office a while ago and just praising the Lord that we have a King Jesus. Amen. And I don't say that lightly. I, I hear that mentioned on some of these TV preachers and radio preachers that like it. Uh, doesn't mean uh, uh, what it means to me anyhow uh, that when I say that. I thank God that I got a king that's in control. Amen. And he's coming back one of these days. And so I want to read to you in Matthew chapter 1, uh, the, uh, the 25 verses there. And I'd just like to read along. You read along with me. Beginning in verse 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, Isaac begat Jacob, Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. And Judas begat Perez and Zerah and Tamar, and Perez begat Asron, and so on. Now all of these begots, and then he gets down, and Abraham begat Amadab, and Amadab begat Nisan, and Nisan begat Solomon. And Solomon begat Boaz of Rachel, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon. And then he goes on down and mentions all these others, kings and so on. Isn't it strange when I was reading that again today that uh, verse 6 says, And he begat David king. But if you'll notice, all these other kings, even Solomon, uh, one of the greatest kings, as we call human kings, on the face of this earth, uh, his, don't even care the name king, only one, David. And then I'd like to take up in verse 18. 
Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But what he thought on these things, behold, the angels of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken to the Lord by the prophet, saying, The holy virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as angel the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not, until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Father, we pray in Jesus' name tonight that you'll bless each one that's come in a very special way. We look forward to that great kingdom that we're going to spend with you, and you being our King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, what a time that's going to be. But in the meantime, help us, Lord, with the Holy Spirit in us to contain everything that we got to deal with in this world and be the victor in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now going back to chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, one of the fundamental prophetic doctrines of the Bible is the fact that Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is heir of the Davidic throne. Jesus will one day govern and rule all that exists within the kingdom of God, which is so unique about the book of Matthew is because Matthew presents the King Jesus not as a palace, but as a king who forgives publicans and sinners. He heals the lame and the blind. He enriches with grace the lives of the poor and beggars. A king who is in touch with the common people. Now, that means a great deal to me. I, I know that I'm just a common guy, okay? Aren't you glad that God loves common people? <laughs> I think about that all the time. Verse 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ. Now, Matthew here presents the Lord Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah, the Christ of the people of Israel. Israel was looking for a king. They were looking for a Messiah to come, to rule over them, take care of them, fight their battles for them, rule over the people of this world. But Jesus is more than that. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's the Savior of the world. And so Christ, uh, the, not only is He the people of Israel, He is called the Son of David. That's royalty. He's called the Son of Abraham, though. That is those that live by faith. Now, verses 2 through 6, notice, that the Bible says, Jesse begot David the king. Now, Christ is a king in a special way. Notice here Solomon is not called a king, yet he is one of the greatest kings of Israel. Now look at verse 7 with me. And Solomon begat Roboam, and Roboam begat Abia, and Abia begat Asa. 
Now, Roboam is not called a king yet. <clears throat> yet he's also a great king following Solomon. But here, only David is called David the king. The reason is, David's line and his throne are under a covenant, an everlasting covenant. The throne of David will never become extinct. And one day, an heir shall again occupy that throne. And that heir is the Lord Jesus Christ. The only heir to the throne of David that still lives today is Jesus Christ our Lord and King. Now it's an awesome thought to even think, as the Bible says, this same Jesus, whom you have seen go away, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go. No man knows when, but one thing for sure, Jesus is coming back. And when he does, he's coming for the throne, the crown, and for dominion. The throne and the crown are the throne and crown of David, the king of Israel a thousand years before our Lord was born. Now, verse 15 and verse 16. And Eliu begat Eliezer, and Eliezer begat Mathan, and Mathan begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary. Did not say the father of Jesus. Said that Joseph is the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon to the, unto Christ are 14 generations. Now, verse 16 said, And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. It does not say the Father of our Lord, but the husband of Mary. That's the virgin birth. Isaiah 7 and verse 14 talks about the virgin birth. And I've often said, can you imagine Isaiah, that great prophet of God and the Holy Spirit said to Isaiah, you pin down this now, a virgin shall conceive, and he pinned it down because God said so. But it's true. Jesus did come, and he came through the virgin birth. Now, verse 17 so the generations of Abraham to David are 14, and it goes on to tell about these generations. Now, here are three 14s. The factor of 14 are 2 and uh, 2 times 7. 7 is a perfect number. 7 is one of the numbers for God and for divinity. The factors are 3 times 14, which is 42 are six and seven. Six is the number of man, which all means God, the, the architect of the universe, is behind the scenes from one generation to another. He is ordering and altering the steps of man according to his will. I love this. Every time I read this, I think about God's in control. And he's been in control from the very beginning. And from one generation to another generation to another generation, and man sees everything going this way it going. And, and I, I laughed at this thing going on right now, that the world is changing and planets changing and the world going to burn up. And the scientists got on TV while ago and he said, do you know the world is changing one-ninth of one thousand so on, so on? And he named it how much is changing. 
In other words, it ain't changing. It's going just like it's always going in cycle. Amen? And yet they're talking about cows, getting rid of cows. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. I got news for them. God is still the architect of the universe. Now, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found a child of the Holy Ghost. Note the words on this wise. Just when and how, where uh, God ordered it. That's how it happened. Then verse 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Now notice that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Then he repeats it in verse 20 again, that God only has to say anything once. Think about this. But he wanted to make sure that everybody understood this. It, to, it, to state it twice, then only a fool or a skeptic or an agnostic would doubt it then. Verse 21, And he shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, notice again, not a daughter, not a mother, not a mother God, not twins, more than one God, but a son. You know what that's stating? One God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Note also in your Bible the word Jesus in verse 21. The letters are all capitalized, meaning the word in this form means Savior. And this verse ends with the words, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now Jesus is the Savior all who come unto him by faith and accept him and receive his finished work upon the cross of Calvary. His people is all saved people, all who believe, not unbelievers. Now we got this thing in the world, uh, everybody's children of God. No, they're not. We're born in the image of God, but only born-again people are image, uh, children of God. Now, note verse 21, He shall save His people from their sins. Notice now there are three things none of us are saved from, though. None of us are saved from shame. Did you know there's a, there is a reproach in the cross of Calvary? None of us are saved from sorrow as we travel through this life. We all have sorrow. None of us are saved from sufferings in this life. We all suffer. There are three things we are saved from, though. We're saved from sin. We're saved from ourselves. And we're saved from Satan. Jesus is both God with us, Savior. Emmanuel, God with us. But also Jesus, Savior. Now, as you read on down through verse 22 on down through 25. I think God did this same Jesus though is coming back one day in glory and we're going to see Him. He's going to sit on His Son David's throne and rule and reign. Amen. The devil ain't going to have control then. The, the Lord our King is going to be King. And He's going to be King and Pope David. 
Now, a lot of people think that, uh, you know, Trump's king. No, he ain't. I got news for you. As much as I like the guy sometime, uh, it, it bothers me that people look up to people expecting men to have control of this world. And I laugh at them because I know by my own life I can go back. I was sitting the other day. Just, did you ever go back and just sit down by yourself? Over my late place, I got me a rocket chair. I never thought that I'd ever get to the place that I'd enjoy my rocket chair. But I'm there. And I got out there by myself. I sat on the front porch overlooking the lake. And I'm sitting there and thinking about it. I said, you know what? Isn't it good to be a child of God? And God's in control of my life. And I sat there and I reminisced. I went back and thought of all... When I was just a little boy, all the things that happened to me that I shouldn't even be here. I mean, really. Uh, I stepped right in the middle of a coral rattlesnake one time, and he didn't bite me. And you think about that. And, and I almost drowned uh, two or three times. Just all kinds of things down through the years that's happened to me. And, and I looked back on it, and I said, God had a hand in it. All the way. You know what? I, come out, I sat there and said, you know what? The devil can't kill me if he wanted to. If God's not through with me. Do you know that? I'm going to live just as long as God's going to let me live. And you know why? Because He's in control. I took the flu shots. I didn't want to take them when I took them. But I took them. And I laugh at people. Oh, you got to get a booster shot. And you got to get this shot. And you got to get that shot. And now they're going to come out with a new one. Monkeypox. Or something, you're gonna to have to get a bunch of more shots. And I got news for you, I ain't taking them things. I just believe if you pray, ask God. I laughed at the Russell Goodson, a friend of mine. Uh, the Lord has blessed him so much just lately, especially with his heart. And uh, he went to the doctor the other day, and the doctor told him, said, "Now, son, you're gonna to have to change your way of living. Now, you're gonna to have to do these things and talking about what he had to do." He said, "You know what, doc?" He said, I'm just going to pray God to heal me. God's still in control. You know, that, that takes some faith, doesn't it? And I, I thank God for that young man's faith. And I have that kind of faith. I do believe that my God controls my life and everything in my life. And I'm looking forward to the day that I can actually lay my crowns if I've earned any on this earth. I can lay them at His feet and say thank you Lord for saving my soul and worship Him in spirit and in truth for all eternity from that point on. Amen. Because He's going to sit on the throne and rule. And I'm looking forward to that great day. I read David a great deal and David's life and how that he would sit on the throne. Did you know David had a tremendous throne? And... Uh, uh, when I think about him sitting on that throne and all, think about it, two, over two million Jews, the nation Israel, over two million of them would come and there he would be sitting up there on his throne. And everybody come around him. And let me tell you something, you did not approach him unless he held out the scepter to you.
or he'd have your head cut off. And he ruled and reigned. And I thought of all that the Bible said he, that he killed so many people in war that his hand was like iron to the sword. And I, I read that and I said, man, what a guy that must have been and to be in his presence and like everybody else was almost worshiping him as a king bowing down to him and all this kind of stuff. I said, he ain't nothing compared to my king. King Jesus. Amen. And he's in control. And I'm excited about it. Father, will you bless everybody that's come tonight? Lord, we're so excited about being saved tonight and being protected and watched over. That's what a king is for. He's protected his own. We're his sheep. He feeds us. He clothes us. He watches over us. He nurses us. Whatever we need, He'll take care of. He don't need nothing. He's got everything. He's got the cattle of a thousand hills and the hills that's on them. And Father, we ask you in Jesus' name, give us that confidence tonight to worship you and not to look at all the messes in the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being here tonight.